From the U.S. Army, a national touring band and rock radio programmer, it's Nick Summers. And this is The Right Side of Rock. Here's Nick Summers. Hey, thanks for listening or downloading. Just a reminder, subscribe to be notified when new episodes of The Right Side of Rock are available. Make sure you rate me, let me know how we're doing, and share this with a friend who you think might enjoy this. Also, you can get in touch with me, and I appreciate uh, all the feedback that I've been getting and even the suggestions. This this week's episode is actually a suggestion, and I appreciate it, from Brent. You can get a hold of me, nicktalk945 at gmail.com. nicktalk945 at gmail.com. Throughout Rock's long history, it's been common practice for an artist to cover a song that was a hit by somebody else. But what about those covers of a song that's more obscure? Throughout history, there are lots of songs where you hear one of your favorite bands and you think, wow, what a great tune, wow. And you realize years later sometimes, that's not even their song. This was done in the 60s or 70s or whatever. There are a couple of surprises on here. There's some that you probably know, but it's fun to revisit. Now, I'm going to stay away from like demo versions of songs. There's, there's quite often times where a songwriter will write a song, he or she, and maybe demo it and send it out, hopefully, to get signed to a you know record deal or what have you. This would be pre-internet mostly. Nowadays, these, these artists just record them in their home studios, and there they are on YouTube. Right. But back in the day, if you were unknown, you would demo a song and hopefully get it out there. And if you didn't get a contract, maybe another band would pick up on it. And there you were. You had success as a songwriter. And obviously, being the right side of rock, we'll focus more on the rock side of things. We got to go back to 1985. This was a pretty big hit for Motley Crue. Most people knew it was a cover, but there's still plenty who didn't. Smoking in the Boys' Room from Theater of Pain. But it was actually a minor hit for Brownsville Station in 1973. Here's what that original sounded like. Let me tell you about it. couple on here that even surprised me not recently but when i found out i was like oh okay for the longest time i had no idea that sammy hagar wrote i've done everything for you rick springfield no idea 1981 here's the big hit or what was his name dr noah i think on general hospital
Rick, here's the original from 1978. Most of you probably knew this one. I fought the law and the law won. The Clash released it in 1979. It actually was a hit for a couple of folks going all the way back to 1960. Here's the Clash. Buddy Holly had a backup band, Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Buddy Holly sadly died. The Crickets actually did this song originally in 1960, but it became a bigger hit for Bobby Fuller in 1965. Here's the Crickets version. Well, breaking the rocks in the hot sun, I fought the law and the law won. I fought the law and the law won. Here's another example of a song that has become so synonymous with that one single artist that people either forgot or never knew. It was actually a hit for someone else. Minor hit. But this one took her to the top of superstardom. Joan Jett and I Love Rock and Roll. Her version released in Yes, we're doing cover songs. Here's the Arrows version in Now, this is a song I just learned when putting this episode together. Peace of My Heart, Janis Joplin, Big Brother in the Holding Company, from the album Cheap Thrills, released in 1968. I 
Just the year before, Irma Franklin had a hit with it in 1967. You're listening to The Right Side of Rock with Nick Summers. Growing up as an aspiring guitar player, I always had an affinity for bands like Judas Priest and, you know, anything that was guitar heavy, guitar orientated. I knew early on this was a cover song thanks to my dad, but there's many out there who had no idea. The song is called Diamonds and Rust. Originally, it was on the Sin After Sin album released in 1977. Great disc, by the way but made famous on the Unleashed in the East album, which was a live compilation of songs. That was released in 1979. That the moon is full And you decided to go And here I sit Hand on the telephone Hearing a voice I know A couple of lights years ago Heading straight for a fall Well we both know what memories can bring me I have to say, I like the cover version better than the original, but here's why. It's a little sleepy sounding from Joan Baez, originally released in 1974. Well, I'll be damned, here comes your ghost again, but that's not unusual. Just that the moon is full And you happen to call And here I sit And on the telephone Hearing a voice I'd known A couple of light years ago Heading straight for a fall 
Growing up, I had no idea this was a cover song. I knew somebody else wrote it because I could look on the back of the album. You can see the songwriting credits. I was one of those geeks that read every single word on the back of all the album credits. The more information my favorite artist provided for me on the back of those albums or in the inside sleeves, I was happy. So I knew that he didn't write it. And it was a huge hit and the biggest hit of all the four solo albums released on the same day in 1978. This is Ace Fraley and Back in the New York Group. Many years since I was here On the street I was passing my time away To the left and to the right Buildings towering to the sky It's out of sight In the dead of night It wasn't until years later that I found out it was actually released by a band called Hello in 1975. Here's a sample of the original. We're doing rock hits you didn't know were covers on Thanksgiving weekend. I think there's quite a few people by now that know that this was not their original song, but this is the song that put quote-unquote heavy metal on the map. There were bands that did that genre of music earlier. There were bands that were even bigger than this band. But this band put them on the map. Why? It was considered to be the first heavy metal album, Quiet Riot's Metal Health, to go number one. And it was on the wheels of this song right here. Come on, feel the noise, released in talked about before you know it's a cover slade originally did it in 1973 here's a sample of that version
going to come back with my final cut here in just a couple of minutes. And the reason why I selected this one is I actually like this version better than the original. I always knew it was a cover, maybe because my parents were really into music, so I was probably exposed to all different kinds of, you know, different genres of music, thanks to my parents. But there was a vast majority of people that had no idea that it was a cover song. So how, how did you not know that? So we'll cover that in the final cut. There's all, all, all kinds of great versions of songs out there. Neil Diamond's Red Red Wine. I, I actually didn't know that it was Neil Diamond back when it was released by UB40. The first cut is the deepest from Rod Stewart. Had no idea it was Cat Stevens originally. Black Sabbath, Evil Woman. Yeah, it was Crow who did that song in 1970. Grand Funk Railroad, Some Kind of Wonderful. Wasn't much of a hit for the Soul Brothers, Soul Brothers 6, that is, in 1967. But three years later, Grand Funk took it to number three. Jet Airliner from Steve Miller Band. Did you know that was a cover? Yeah, I had no clue. Pena's original version never had a chance to be heard. It was unreleased. Wow. Until 2000 when Hybrid Recordings finally put it out. Time is on my side. Rolling Stones. It's a cover. Jerry Regovi. He penned the song in 1963. Years later, it was covered by Irma Thomas, the soul queen of New Orleans. Shortly afterward, the Rolling Stones cut it, borrowing many elements from Thomas's rendition and released it as a single. And by the way, it became the Rolling Stones' first top 10 hit in the United States. Just some examples of songs that became huge when they were covered by other artists. My final cut is next. This is The Right Side of Rock. Here we go with my final cut. This song was originally done by Bob Seger. And as I found out, a lot of people had no idea it was a Bob Seger song. Many thought it was actually Metallica's song. It was released in 1971 on the Back in 72 album, but never released as a single until Seger's live version of the song ended up on Live Bullet. That came out in 1976. It has been a staple significant airplay still to this day on classic rock radio stations Along a lonesome highway east of Omaha you can listen to the engine moaning out as one note song you can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before turn the pages about emotional and social ups and downs of a rock musician's life on the road as I said he wrote it in 72 as Bob Seeger tells it, we had been playing somewhere in the Midwest, on our way out to North or South Dakota. We'd been traveling all night from the Detroit area just to make this gig, driving in a blinding snowstorm. It was three in the morning. Somebody in the band decided it was time to get gas. We decided, ah, we'll see. We'll stop in at that truck stop. We had very long hair back then. It was the hippie era. But most of the guys had stuffed their hair all up in their hats. You had to be careful out on the road like that. You'll get ostracized, sometimes even beat up. When I walked in, there was this gauntlet of truckers making comments. Is that a girl? I was seething. All those guys were laughing their asses off. It was a big funny joke, he said. The next night after we played our gig somewhere in South Dakota, hey, I've been working on a song for a bit, he says. I got this new line for it. Started playing it on an acoustic guitar. It was the same old cliches. Is that a woman or a man? It was like, turn the page. Seeger later went on to say, I never thought the song would last as long as it has. It's just one of those songs that we have to play when we play out live. Again, not many people knew it was a cover. I prefer the cover version from Metallica, and it's my final cut. Metallica released this as a compilation of cover songs. In 1998, 
I was doing rock radio at the time, and I remember when they released this, I thought, yes, this is amazing. Garage Inc., Metallica's version of Turn the Page. Rock hits you didn't know were covers on the right side of rock. The right side of rock. Here's the final cut. Listening to The Right Side of Rock with Nick Summers. 